0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of The Debate. This is episode nine, I believe, on the top of my head. Uh, I'm Gav Mack and I'm joined with Stephen Buck, part of the top, top Fraternity. How are you, Buck? I'm very well, thanks, mate. You? Yeah, I'm very well, I'm very well. Um, on the show with us this week, we have Richard Sava, formerly of Asperty Podcast. How are you, mon Frere? Very well, thank you. Very relaxed. It's so lovely seeing you on a pod, really is. And, uh, and Dev Badgwer, who is uh, the author of this book.
1: Oh stop.
0: Stop The Football <laughs> Spider Web, honestly, what a book it is as well. Deb welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, mate. Always a pleasure. Oh, no no problem at all.
0: No problem at all. So on this week's show, we'll be talking about uh, lockdown, lockdown 2.0, as it's been labelled across the media, uh, and we'll also be be talking about mental health, how it's affected men in particular, and how football has been a bit of a, a bit of a, a drug, if you want to call it that, to uh, to ease the pain uh, through it all. And um, before we go into anything else, we just want to go through the the housekeeping. Of course, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, www.youtube.com. Forward slash to top football and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Music, Twitch, Caster, Google Play, um, at Toot Top Football on all platforms. Buck.
2: Hello. How are you doing? But there's one more thing. And you've forgotten this because you've been away quite a while now, Gav. Did you know that if you type two up top into foot into Google? Did you know we still come up first?
0: Oh really? Oh that's not nice. we do, yeah. That's great to know. That's great to know. <laughs> but um yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start off and um i I think we'll start it here and then we'll bring it up there let's do that and um i want to talk about mental health now um mental health is it affects everybody in one way or another whether it's yourself or whether it's someone that you know it's it's quite it's quite prominent and still up to this day i don't feel that enough men speak out and i don't think enough men talk about what's been going on um And I think that it's time to talk and I think it's time to raise awareness even more so than it already is.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, certainly through lockdown, we've seen that GPs, doctor surgeries have got a, a significant reduction in the capacity that they're offering for anyone that's coming forward with mental health conditions. I mean, there's around about a 30% reduction in in capacity and referrals. So actually, all you're doing is building up a future problem. Um, Guys, whether it's through, you know, the need to be macho, whether or not it's to do with your social background, your economic background, historically, guys specifically, are very reluctant to talk about how they feel and particularly how they feel when things are not going as they want to. Um, I think lockdown has been quite a a scary place. You know, if you look at the previous lockdown figures, around 25% of people all said at some point they felt lonely, isolated and alone. Now, 44% of those... We're in the age ranges between eighteen and twenty-four. That's a massive impact. And yes, that's the the millennial generation that's so used to being on Instagram, on Facebook, being able to have you know immediate contact with people. But to to have a quarter of the population, and half of those in that age group, all feeling lonely, shows you just what a massive impact this can have on us.
0: Mm um dev have you been affected by mental health uh, in in your life and also in the um in the pandemic whether being lockdown one or or up to now
1: yeah both to be honest so that's one of the reasons why i really wanted to come on today because there's a there's a little part in the book i don't mean to plug it but there, there is a bit at the end where feel free to I plug it kind up. of Sure no, I know. just, I just, I just, I just, um, bare all towards the end. And there's a bit where it says a message from the author, and it kind of explains why this book was made by me. Because football for me was a gateway away from what I was going through as a kid. I mean, I was an obese kid, uh, bullied a lot. Uh, no one, I didn't really have a tight knit social group. Uh, things really messed up for me towards the end of school, where I, I think I had like three friends when some a lot of stuff went down and people just you know kids can be cruel they can be very cruel so they'd say things and they try even if they weren't trying to hurt you they they would say things that can only do that and then it's only when i've come to uni and i've actually escaped into football all the time that i found something that a where i belong it was the first time that you know when i first went in goal as a goalkeeper it's first time people relied on me first time someone listened to me and i was just like God, this is, this is great. And then my dad takes me to games. And I'm thinking this, we're all friends now, everyone's wearing the same shirt. We can all talk about the same thing. And it was different And in the pandemic. I mean, I kind of prided myself on changing myself when I left home a few years ago, but then that was based on meeting people, going out, talking to people. And you can't really you well, you can't do that in, um, in lockdown and even just, when you have gone through it at some point in your life it never really leaves you it becomes a part of you that you just have to keep dealing with and keep working on um but then even just the act of wanting to reach out to someone when you are feeling a bit down is a bit like god i hope i'm not bothering them i hope i'm not this i hope i'm not that and it prevents you from doing it and other people go through the same thing and you're equally stuck in this cycle. So, to be honest, lockdown was a tough period. Um, I'm just glad to say I've got good friends around me, um, good support network, but, mm. you know, at the end of the day, you go sleep by yourself and you're left with your own thoughts and, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been tough. It has been tough, but without football, it was horrific. It was very, very bad and when it came back, I think it was a lift to us all.
0: Um, Sava, now, like, there's, um, you know, you, you had your, your podcast, you don't do it anymore. Um, there, there's been a few things that have culminated in, in you making that decision what what what's been what's been your effects and I've seen a couple of comments that are coming through and I know you've already <laughs> responded to it to a couple here already as well um, how how was how has it affected you um,
3: do, do you know what look I I fell, I fell into the trap a few years ago Gav of just forgetting that I was on the internet and forgetting that it, things I said and things I did didn't affect people. You know, just thought I was buying a keyboard. And, you know, I, I would um, I, I, I would say horrible things. I'd get into rows with people. And then next thing you know, we're having DM conversations and there's threats going backwards and forwards. And, and you know, like that, that guy there said, and, and, you know, Paul Hughes got a point. Me and him had a, had a thing many, many years ago. He doesn't want to let it drop. That's cool. I, I get it. I was wrong. I was, I wasn't very nice. I got into these arguments and it's only when you look back at it and you think, God, what was I doing? And, and, you know, you think I've got to change and I can't be that person anymore. That's getting so irate and saying things I don't mean, saying things I'm never going to do and carry through over, over football. And, And, and unfortunately where that's come back to bite me is because of that. People don't forget. And, when I went onto my podcast, people would do everything um, they could to sabotage me because of things I'd done in my past. And it caught up with me. Um, so even to the point where, look, you know, I don't even run a podcast now. And this is the first podcast yeah. I've been on since. And you've seen within five minutes of the show going live, somebody's tuned in who hates me just to type that message. And it's like, yeah, of course. I, yeah. I, I, okay. That's cool. But it's already made me stop my podcast. I, I, I've apologized a million times. I'm I, I'm not sure what can, what what can happen, and what we've got to remember as well. The last thing I'll, I'll say to this is, people are making it out as though when I was doing the things I was doing, that I would just randomly find people on Twitter and DM them and start a row or a fight. It wasn't yeah. like that. You were in a row and said stupid things, and then I looked at my life and thought. I can't do this anymore. This is not me. This isn't the way I was brought up. Things happen in your life. I've had a lot of loss um, in the last few years. A couple of really close people have died to me, uh, including my mum recently, and, um, and, and 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 it makes you look back, and it made me embarrassed. And, and and I don't, I don't sit here and make out I was an angel. I was out of order, and people like Paul there are more than welcome to hold that grudge and hate me, and and I get that. There's nothing I can do. But that's how it affected me. That It ate me inside. Uh, yeah. Embarrassment, uh, anger at myself. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't matter how many times I apologized. Um, people wanted to keep coming for me. And it just, it, it grinded me down. It grinded me down and, and I got myself to blame. So full circle.
0: Um, Joby is watching the show with us, um, and thank you very much for for watching the show. And the internet could be horrible places, it is anyway. Um, Joby said, "I got trolled once in an argument with Ray Parler. He set the fanboys on me, and I got hammered. How do you guys hand? How do you lads handle it? Being more in the public eye, I really struggle with the abuse. It was just one tweet. I'll put that to Sava actually. Um, that, that question." That-
3: Look, we've we've all been guilty of it, you know. Look, I I, I think the, the the problem is, you know, the more followers you've got, you know, I got to the stage where I was just five hundred off of ten thousand. Isn't even a lot when you think about it. It's not a lot. There's people out there with millions and millions. But the problem is, if I retweeted something that people disagreed with, um. All the people that would back me would then go at that person and then it starts a war and then it starts a big fight. And, and you know, people like me have to take responsibility for that the same way that Ray Parler in that example there would have to take responsibility. Um, but again, it comes down to that thing where would half these things be said, half the people that were backing Ray Parler, would they have said those things to Joby um, in a pub? Face to yeah, face yeah, at yeah. the ground. No, it would have been more civil. It would have been conversation, um, and 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 that's where the, the trap is. We get caught in um, in this this online world, and I, you know be, because of that, guys. I've I've removed I've removed uh, removed myself from Facebook. I don't really go on Instagram anymore. Um, you know I, I've stopped the podcast. Um, I've had death threats in the last couple. You know um, I've I've had people emailing oh, to my. It, 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 but, but you know, it's from past behaviours. And I just wish with people like that Paul guy that I could actually have a conversation and go, do you know what? Yes, I was wrong. I am very, very sorry. Unfortunately, what they want to do is they want to use it for years and years and years to go at me on podcasts, on Twitter, on Facebook, you know. So, yeah, it does affect you. It does affect you if you're putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. I think it's difficult, Cal- Gav. I mean, sorry, go
2: on, Gav. You are going to say. No, 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 carry on, carry on. I was just going to say, you know, it's very difficult to leave your past behind. And yeah. sport and football is uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic tool for anybody, regardless of age, ethnic background, religious beliefs, physical size. It's irrelevant. Sport is is there as a whole, including football, and it allows you to become almost part of the herd you're no longer competing with people on social media you're not worried about whether or not you're six foot five or five foot six or wherever you are you're only ever competing with yourself and actually you're (laughs) part of the family um but it's very difficult to leave your past behind i've done some things in my past which you know i'm it was scary at the time I, i can remember. Because of, I, so for those that don't know, um, I had a condition that was known as growth hormone deficiency growing up. So basically, as a 15, 16 year old, I was still an eight year old in eight year old's clothing, looking like an eight year old and getting very angry at the world. Um, I can remember completely losing it with a school kid. And I generally, I generally kept hitting him and I didn't want to stop hitting him. I generally wanted to keep hitting him. And it took a huge volume of people to pull me off. That temper comes out of what was the bullying, the persecution, all the things of feeling left out, um, you know, inadequate, inferior, all those kind of emotions that are generated. And, you know, me, me and Savvy are from a generation that could go home and escape. This current generation can't do that. They go home from school, they go home from college, they go home from work, and they've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they've got WhatsApp groups, they've got text messages. They literally cannot leave that world behind. And it's no wonder that we're now seeing a generation that, regardless of all the sports and social and support networks that we've got, this is the generation that has got the biggest rise in mental health issues that anyone's ever seen. Mm
0: what did you um uh, what did you do buck in order to you know see see another side of things you know so i know that you've you've, you've dealt with with mental health he's also got a book coming out as well dev you should get, you should get involved in his book i'll tell, tell you that
1: nah,
0: um but um but no um what what um how has mental health um affected you in this lockdown, and what what have you done to to o- overcome that, or uh, at least try and find a way of overcoming that? Bert?
2: Um I mean, so in the first lockdown, it was it was quite challenging. <clears throat> um, I felt incredibly isolated. Uh, I'd moved to a, a little village location. There was hardly anybody around. I'd lost contact with all of my friends. My cope mechanism at the time was to go out and run. And actually, I was finding that even if I went for a run, what used to be really easy, I could quite happily wake up on a on a morning and go knock out 10, 13 miles for a laugh and feel fine and just have a chat afterwards. Mm. That was no longer the case. I was struggling just to get out the door, let alone to go and put two or three miles in the bank. Um, It was very, very, very difficult. And it was a really lonely place. And I can remember at least on one occasion, generally having my head in my hands, crying in front of my children and ringing my boss at work and asking to go back to work because it was the only way I was going to see a physical human being and have some sense of my normal routine back. Um, And that's a strange decision to make, you know, to to say in the middle of a lockdown pandemic that you would rather put yourself at physical risk than go through any of the mental challenges that you're going through. You know, that's quite a strange thing to do, but that was how I'd done it. This time around, I've been a lot more proactive. Um, I've reached out to my... Um, to my running buddies much sooner. And although we can only go out and do, you know, one person at a time, that's been a massive thing for me. So I know I've got this person to look forward to go out with on this day. And I've got that one that I look forward to go out and seeing in person on that day. And I make a point that every day, whether it's the morning or the evening or wherever, I'll ring family members, I'll ring friends, particularly if I know that they're single parents and on their own. Because it's nothing more than a check-in, but actually that little check-in, that little bit of interaction, just breaks it down.
0: Mm. Um, Blue boys, they're watching the show. Thanks for watching and thanks for getting involved. And um, anyone who does want to talk about about anything, any any issues, you know, feel free to 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 drop drop your uh, information in the comments. And if you don't fancy, um, if you don't feel that comfortable talking online you know by all means send us some uh, send us a message directly um on twitter you know send it to our direct messages and you know we, we've all got our our things that have, we've got going on in our minds and in our lives and stuff and i think it's really important for us all to talk about it And um, this paul hughes uh, please just stop now as well um sav has already spoken so just 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 stop he's also he's also offered an apology um so let it go that's what i will say um so don't tell uh, don't tell me uh, we don't feel that love um we all say things that we regret i think that's true we, we we've all said things that we, we regret or or things that we don't feel very comfortable with uh, me included as well over the years you know it's it's easy to to bite frankly it really is do, and oh, that's do, kind of do, do, do you
3: know that do you know do you know, the thing is, Gav, um, and sorry, Dave, just quickly before I know you're coming in there. Um, I think the key thing is as well, look, you know, I, I acknowledged that at that time when I was doing these things, I was in an awful place. You know, my mental health was all over the shop. And the difficulty is because I was in that situation, I didn't see what I was doing to others. Um, you know, so whilst I was hurting badly, I just let my behaviour just get ridiculous and ridiculous and ridiculous. I'm just saying, swearing at everyone and then, let's fight, let's do this and blah, blah, blah. And what people don't see, and, and it's fine, you know, Paul Hughes can say what he wants. It, it's, it's fine. It, he's got every right to. You know, me and him have some very big arguments. Apparently, it, it's just me, but that, that's fine. I deal with that. But it's the constant bringing it up. You know, in my life journey, I've been to, um, you know, I've had lots of counselling. I've had um, hypnotism. um, You know, I've changed so much about my life to get healthier, to get fitter, to get my mental well-being back. I've lost a lot. Even with the podcast, I've lost that because of this. Um, I've lost a lot of people that I love. And yet some people just don't want you to ever forget because of something you did then. And, you know, it, it's, I said some bad things, I said some terrible things, but there was no, there was never a fight. There was never, no one's been to prison. No one's died. No, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's at some point I needed to stop because every day I've been going on, on online, Um. you know, people are making fake accounts about me. People are doing this and that, and I get it, but it was just so long ago and I just want to, I just want to move on now. I've offered to apologise. If we're talking about this this one guy, I've offered to apologise, but all he'll do throughout this whole show is he'll keep chucking in, this happened and that happened, and a lot of it is hearsay. So, for example, the, the comment he said there, and I will defend myself on this, Gav, the comment he said there about me calling somebody's boss to get him sacked, that's not what happened at all. I kind of knew somebody's boss, and I called him, I said, dude, please, can you, please, 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 can you stop this guy, for what he said about me online, is too much. Um, what I actually said was, if, you know, if you can do this for me, I'll actually throw some business your way. I actually said I'd want to meet this guy and I will throw business your way because of the role I was in at the time. Yeah. That's been construed to, oh, Savas called his boss to want to get him sacked. And that's not what happened at all. I was in a bad place. The bullying was getting ridiculous. I needed to stop. Um, so, you know, when this Paul saying it's hypocritical it's bang about mental health, it's not because I was in a bad position, and I've done everything I can to get out of that. Mm. So I don't, I don't think he understands mental health. Then, if that's what, if he can't understand the, the journey that people go on, and the fact that I'm being honest and coming online and admitting I was wrong, I can't. I can't do more than that. I'm not. You can do here, any more than that. <laughs> I, I'm not sitting here justifying it. I'm saying it was wrong. But I'd love to know, Gav, like for, with this poor guy. What does he? What? When will this stop? Because this this can't be every time I'm on a conversation on a podcast or on Twitter. I, I don't I don't get how this ends. It's it's just it's it, it's it's actually killing me inside because it's like oh just. Well, I think Chris Barker nailed it on the head.
0: Those who live in the past get left in the past. Um, so, what you can look at that a couple of ways, but it feels like this guy just is never going to let anything go. So, um, you know, it's is his his loss more than anything else. Debbie I think you're going to come in a moment ago.
1: Okay? Uh, yeah, just to kind of um, give my my input in there. Obviously, to be fair, I didn't even know anything about uh, what happened uh, here. But what I would say when it comes to uh, mental health is that because we, we, what we spoke about today are very um, well so far anyway are quite extreme scenarios of uh, saying something getting hate people coming after you and then responding in in whichever way it has but weirdly it's even just the smaller bits on any bit of social media when it comes to responding to anything that you put out there that's what's been quite strange for me in a way and I think even if if you go online and you type a tweet, and it's just your opinion on something, mm. you you could literally just get someone messaging, like replying to you, just saying, "Oh, shut up, mate." And it's like, what? You wouldn't say that to my face, would you? You'd, yeah, you'd never exactly. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to someone that you don't like, not in a confrontational way. It's just to someone that you don't know. You just accept their opinion and you give yours. Like social media has made it impossible for that to happen anymore. And I think, speaking as someone who uses it, you know, daily. I can't physically go on Twitter or can't go on Instagram knowing that I feel a certain way, but then it's also quite sad to think, you know, I'm having a good day. Let's just check what's going on in the socials and for something there to be actively out there to trigger people. That's what's, that's what gets me a lot of the time, but it's, it's a conversation that needs happening between the people who do it and the people who kind of stand by at the same time as well, because, you know, there's a lot of conversations going around now that, it's not just, oh, yeah, I'm not the one spreading hate, so don't come at me. Like In fact, if you use the platform and you want it to be a better place, not to call the people out on what they're doing because I think you get the adverse effect, but to just suggest, you know, why have you said that? Like, what's the reason for that? I give a strong reasoning where you can understand, but just letting people get in the way with these little comments and these bigger comments is also almost just as yeah. harmful as making them in the first place.
0: It's quite funny because um Joby I've known Joby for for the best part of 20 years and we used to be part of the thing called youth forum where you know it'd be a couple of kids from each school in the borough would we'll go and you know it's almost like a like a parliamentary type of meetings and things like that very geeky mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i really enjoyed it though we used to get free lunch and everything it's wonderful um but um <laughs> it, we um what it was it was it was created for people from all over the borough um to then try and make our t- our town northampton town better a better place for teenagers and um one of the things that we did i'll just put the comment on the screen a second ago um it says um so i reshared shared it a, p- a picture resurfaced from it's actually from 2000 Joby not from 2004, it's ages ago, but we were talking about online bullying back in 2000 and we had no idea how bad it would get. And the fact that it's, it's there and it's so prominent now, you know, we were never to know how big the internet would have been 20 years ago. So then, and you see like, um, for instance, Ryan Sessignon, who's, um, you know, is at Tottenham is on loan to Hoffenheim and he was getting racially abused on Twitter, um, on Instagram, you know, people will sit behind the keyboard and say whatever they like, and it's all good saying it, and it's all good for people to be like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it, forget about it." But you don't; mm. it's in the back of your mind. So, um, so, Buck, uh, for instance, how 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 can how can we tell that message to not worry about it, so to speak? And how can we do things to to overcome the trolls and the bullying, and and how can that have an effect on mental health? Uh, I mean, stepping away from it certainly helps.
2: Um, So if you know that particularly you're getting a lot of abuse online, um, you're struggling to, you know, step away from the WhatsApp chats that are coming through, put your phone down, switch it off and go and talk to somebody. Um, That might be a parent. It could be a brother, a sister, a family member. It could just be someone that just like it's randomly down the road you know i'm not a massive faith person but i can remember on more than one occasion walking into a church and having a conversation with you know the local healer because for that moment in time that made me feel better and i knew that person wasn't going to judge me wasn't going to put me down wasn't going to criticize me or make me feel that i was doing the wrong thing they were just going to listen Mm. and actually that's the best thing at times that you can do sometimes step away from what is that cauldron and find somewhere that's a safe space. Um, There are plenty of charities out there that are willing to go and help people as well. You know, you've got Northampton Mind, obviously Mind being uh, the sponsor of the Football League. They're all over the country. They're always there to go and help and listen. Um, In you've got the Samaritans that you can always go and ring on. There's a free NHS uh, check-in and chat service that's available to people as well. So there are lots of things that are available what tends to happen is that most people feel they don't deserve access to that support. You know, one in four people who want that help feel they're not worthy, mm. and that's a worrying, worrying statistic.
0: Yeah. It's sad, everyone's isn't it? worthy. It's, it's it is really it, sad. Like I am, um, I I've had my own mental health um, issues over the years. I first got diagnosed with depression in two thousand and twelve, but I. once once I started seeing a counsellor around that sort of time, I didn't actually realise that it was actually something that has been affecting me since about 2003-2004 and it's amazing what these these professionals can do and they don't hold any judgement. It's so easy to talk to your friends and stuff and I think everyone should talk to their friends and talk to people that they know and feel comfortable with, but at the same time, they will have an emotional bias towards you. So I, I think it's important to step away from your friends to a degree and speak to someone who is completely impartial someone that you don't know and if you find a counsellor that you for instance you don't get on with that person like for instance me personally i find it easier to talk to a female counselor than i do to a male counselor that's there's there's nothing in it it's just i i I don't I, I don't know what it is, but that's me personally. One of my friends, um, I'm not going to mention who it is, but he feels more comfortable speaking to a male counsellor um, and like a, a young, uh, like an older person because it's almost like they've got the life experience and things like that. So if you don't feel comfortable with the counsellor that you got, it doesn't mean counselling doesn't work. It's it just means you need to speak to someone else. But um, you, you know, there's you no know what, harm Gav? in in doing that. Mm.
3: Do, you, do you know the thing is, Gabby? I, I think one thing you've said there is really on point. Is so many people. I saw. I think it was Bucky who actually said it. In, in terms of thinking that you're worth it, um, you yeah. know, so something like one in four. And the thing is, when when I was acting out and, and being a dick, I didn't think I was worth it because of the nasty things I'd done. So in my own head, I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't deserve for anybody to be nice to me or to talk me through this because I've treated others like shit." Um, yeah. whether that is intentional which some of it was and whether it was unintentional which some of it was um you know i was in Gav, i don't mind i've talked about this openly before i you know when i was doing the sort of things that this guy constantly wants to tell me i was doing you know i actively tried to take my own life uh thankfully i failed at it like i was trying to win a trophy I failed at, uh, <laughs> at doing it, um, and so I just had a bit of humour into No, it. no, no, I like and, that. That's, that's, <laughs>
0: that's, my, that's <laughs> my way of getting through it as well. That's my way of getting through a lot of and, things. Just trying to, try to find a uh, humour, you know, make take a bad thing and make a joke out of it. That's what my grandma always used to say. So uh, the, the,
3: the, the the funny the funny thing about it was was I acknowledged that you know my life was in a, an absolute mess. Not just online, just lots of different stuff. Mental health online, getting into uh I wasn't happy in life. I just ended, had a relationship ended, all this type of stuff, you know, and, and it all it all added up. Um, and the funny thing was once I tried that and failed and I had a good friends around me, they were the ones who got me better. And one of the things I said to them at the time was the, the problem is it doesn't matter how well I try and do it for myself, there will be people who won't let you forget. And unfortunately yeah. that's what online is. So, you know, the number of rows I've had with people online and people who have threatened me and people who have made fake accounts about me and threatened to stab me. I, it's done. Like, I don't know. I can't remember half the people. I don't know their names, but some people just want to use it to ruin you. Like, you know, Paul said, they like, give a, give a PS five away, which was um, when I had my podcast, because uh, Dev wouldn't know this. When I had my podcast, one of the things I said was, look, when I get 10,000 followers, you know, um, I will give away a PS five. You know, you know, speculate to accumulate, and and I just thought at the time, all I thought was, okay, that will get a lot of traction, and the that's hate how I of, looked at it. To be fair, I looked at it like, oh, that's decent. You know, it's an incentive, isn't it, mate? And and I've got a friend who works for Sony, but that's not the point. Um, but the amount of hate, <laughs> the amount of hate I got for for that, oh, you're buying followers, you're a prick, you're this, you're, and I'm sitting there thinking, whoa, like. like like, 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 I couldn't do anything, you know. D- d- during the
0: lockdown, I remember one of the comments. I remember one of the comments on that post actually. They were uh, saying the PS5 is out
3: yet. It's like, well, we know that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it, yeah,
0: we're getting, we're getting there. We know, we
3: know it's not out yet. But, but even, even like last month when I shut down the podcast, the first thing people would message me was, uh, "Are you still going to give away PS5?" And things like that. And, and I just. I, you know, it, it just baffled me a little bit. And 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 you know, in the last lockdown, Gav, I'm fully aware of the bad things I've done. I am, but I also do a lot of good things. And it's funny that that never gets talked about. I gave away nearly ten thousand pounds of my own savings to Spurs fans that in the last lockdown that were going to lose their house, that, that couldn't afford to pay the mortgage, couldn't afford mm-hmm. to feed their kids. Um, wow. I, you know. I gave I gave away free football shirts to to people who I knew couldn't afford them. I get people now in my DMs all the time saying, look, can you just lend me 50 quid for electricity? Can you do this? Can you do that? But none of that gets talked about. But something that happened years ago that I'm trying to forget, people want to throw in all day long. And I get it. Negativity sells,
2: doesn't it? negativity yeah. Yeah. If, if, we, if we're thinking about it even when we do something positive it's driven off the back of what is negative i always look at things like uh, if you think of like children in need and that kind of stuff it's a huge positive thing that comes out of it but okay. what feeds people to be positive is feeding them the negativity of the reality that they're seeing yeah. on those national tv that's what feeds people to part with their cash if they just showed them all the good things that they did they wouldn't get half the <laughs> amount of money put into children in, need in the first place
3: Do do, do you know the the funny thing, Bucky, is, look, I I did that not out of guilt. I did that because I've always believed in helping people. I do one big charity event every year, and I love doing it. But what I've realized is people will want to hang on to the negative. They really, really will. Um, And what I've noticed as well is a lot of those people I've helped, when these people come online and say these bad things about me, they're nowhere to be seen. And I never tag them in. I never tag these people in and go, oh, hang on, so-and-so, didn't I give you X amount? I never do that, but they seem to go missing, you know, and, 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 and it just sat there and and, and, and look, and last thing I'll say on it, but, you know, like last month, uh, I, as Gav, you know, you know I lost my mum, and yeah. one of the last conversations I had with her, she hated that I was getting into these rounds. She hated this kind of stuff. And I said, look, apologies for anything I've done to embarrass you, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And, and I kind of made my peace with that, and it was at that sort of time when I made the – um, decision to stop the podcast and then follow through with it a, a, a few weeks later but I just need other people to let it go like, I would love like this Paul Hughes for example this was years ago I'd love him to message me and just I can apologise from the bottom of my heart to him directly I can't mm. keep apologising you know I, I can't keep having every bad thing I've ever done be, be, be dragged up because that isn't all of me that is who I was but it's not who I am now and
0: yeah. I think that's important. We have got to let people grow up. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, I, I didn't know you. Um, you tried to take your own life, and that that hurts me. It it really it really does sadden me because um, you know I I I tried to do the same as well, and I know you you sort of like made a joke out of it, and I sort of made out a, made a little joke out of it from when I tried as well because yeah. I'm such a I'm such a pussy. Uh, <laughs> you know I, 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 I don't do pain and it was i moved to germany to th- in 2016 and at that point it was meant to be the the change of my life, and I was meant to move forwards and be like, right, this is this is a new new Gav. This is what I'm about to do, and whatever. And um, I was mugged off from the second I got there. I was I was done by fraudsters when I was moving into um, a place. I, I lost like three grand, and I uh, if anyone knows me, I don't have a lot of money at all. You know, when people say they're broke, you know, I know they got some savings When I say I'm broke, I've literally got like four pounds and eighty six pence in my account. You know, and I I literally was left on my ass in the middle of Germany. I was left homeless in a in a country which I didn't know anyone. I didn't know what was going on. And um, the job I went to, they it started off great, and within a couple of weeks it went south. Um, and when I finally did get paid from that company, instead of like you know trying to go out there and, and, and find something else, I felt like I was a failure by coming home, and I was too I was too proud and too uh, at this mad bravado over me to say like right okay. Um, I can't afford to come home because everyone would just take the piss out of me and be like, oh, well, it didn't work out for you. I couldn't handle... I didn't feel like I was going to be able to handle that on my head. Um, so I ended up... Um, well, when I drove home, when I was driving home, I was driving through um, through um, near Vol- uh, near Dyesburg and in my head, I was like, this is done. And for 18 hours, eighteen hours that drive was, and I'll probably say for 17 and a half of those hours, I was... Crying the whole time because I was scared about what I was about to do and about to attempt. And the amount of times I was, there were so many um, parts of the of the of the autobahn where it, there was no central reservation or a really small one. And I was thinking, well, I'm driving on the right hand side of the road. If I just drive on the left hand side of the road, I could just go straight into the front of an Arctic. I won't know anything about it. But then I, I panicked because I was there, like, if it does go wrong. I'm gonna be in a lot of pain. It's gonna <laughs> work, um, so I, I, I didn't go through it. I'm I'm so thankful that I didn't, you know, because I, I I look at I look at my life now. It's nowhere near where I want my life to be, you know. And I feel that at the age of 33, I should be I should be well ahead of where I I should be. But I look at my life now, you know. I've got my missus. I've got um I've got uh, her little boy her she had a little boy from a previous relationship um just had a daughter as well me and her you know she's going to be 4 weeks old in a couple of days and I can't even dream or imagine the idea of not being around now to make sure that my daughter's okay you know what I mean. So it happens to a lot of people. I just want to go with the comments on the screen before we um before we chat some more. Um, Andy Mans, um, he's um is I don't know is he part of the Blues Boys Network or is he, or is a fan of the Blues Boys Network? I'm not sure. Um, he said, "My mum has suffered from depression my entire life. If you can open up to professional support, it's a massive help to both yourself and your close family." I think that's really I can't stress that enough. I really can't stress that enough. I don't want to press that. Uh, that come on you Spurs one um no offense um uh, Chris Barker says sometimes depression comes for uh, comes banter with mates always find a neutral I find I've had my battles and uh, I'm glad to um, I'm glad I'm out of them keep moving forwards I can't once again I can't stress that even more you know and it is difficult to talk to your mate sometimes because it's easy for them to say oh chin up mate oh get over it oh this that and the other and sometimes something might seem so um petty to someone else is actually colossal to to someone else and you have to take that into consideration you have to think about what other people are thinking and what um is going through their mind and And when you are depressed
2: and i'm talking clinically depressed not just i've had a bad day and i feel low you're clinically depressed it is it's no different to having a physical broken leg or broken arm whatever there is something chemically that is not right Within your body, and you, when you're in that position, it's a constant, constant gray. You can't get out of it. it doesn't matter how many people say to you, cheer up, man up. I hate that. I hate that term, man, man up is the I hate lot. that term. Cheer up, man up, get on with it. Oh, you know, get on, you'll be fine. It'll be fine tomorrow. Do you know what? It's not because every time you wake up and you feel a complete and utter failure. You don't feel that you're worth anything. You don't feel that you should be here. You don't feel that you're having any positive impact. You don't feel that you've got any family or friends who, that really want you. And you actually start to think, do you know what? If I wasn't here, no one would miss me. Maybe I just mm-hmm. shouldn't be here. And that's a bad place to be. Um, yeah, if we look around the four of us at the minute, at, the, at the moment, what's something that I'm always very positive about, and we said it earlier on the show, is counselling having someone yeah. impartial to go and talk to it's a big, again, big thing amongst guys, we don't think that counselling is a great thing, or we look around and think well it's just me that's gone and not nobody else so I just want to put it on the show right now, there's four of us I for one have been Sav has already announced it, has been Gav you're a big fan of counselling as well, so it's yeah. three out of four
0: already guys that's 75%. And like the fact that I'm still here, you know, if it weren't for counselling, I wouldn't be anywhere near here. Um, so, um, counselling, I've, I've, I've been on tablets before. Um, I'm not a big fan of the idea of tablets, if I'm 100% honest with you. Um, and the first set of tablets that I did take were. Um, you know, t- they they affect everyone differently, anyway. But the first set of tablets that I used to take um, when I moved back from Germany were probably the worst things I've ever done, and probably maybe me worse. Um, I'd watch I'd watch Chris Rock and not laugh. Um, I would watch Marley and Me <laughs> and not cry. It was just it, it 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 was the weirdest feeling. But then I was on tablets again last year uh, at one point, and I'll probably say that completely sorted me out and made me. It, 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 not, I wouldn't say it fixed me because that would be a lie um, because depression's there you've got it it's simple as that but has it balanced me? Yes so uh, am I on them anymore? No um, but it, you know it just it, it, it's I think it's I think it's really important to um to to try these sort of things as well and if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you but if it does it's uh, not it, it's great but counseling is a is a, is a massive plus
2: the things you really don't want to go down if you are in those situations where you're feeling really 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 low do not go down the realm of overeating or undereating which is what a vast majority of people do go and do. And if they're not on that, then they're using alcohol or they're using drugs as a form of their coping mechanisms. It's the worst things you could do. Alcohol is, you know, it it is a depressant. It will make you feel worse. Whether you believe it or not, it will will make you feel worse most drugs if they give you a high you're going to have a low and the low is going to be even worse than the low you're feeling right now you know that is not the way to go same with overeating and undereating. eating to so look at yourself in a mirror and see that you don't you don't look like you anymore or the version of you that you used to see
0: that is equally going to affect your self-esteem and your mental health so if yeah, you are feeling low market. reach out yeah. Chris Barker's is absolutely nailed it there. A liter of bottle of Jack, six cans of Stella a night. No job, not being able to see my little my two little ones. Train track sounded good, oh. crashing into a car sounded lovely. But thank God for my children and for counselling. Counselling is, is, is massive. It's it's such a the,
3: it's such a yeah. The problem you have is it's it's like if you look at the person that's joined there, that account there, heartbreak Sundu is a fake account about someone called harps um and they're mocking me while mocking him at the same time creating a fake account and um it just i I don't mind i I take flux uh every day yeah Um, and i went through a spell where i wasn't taking it but i'll be honest a lot of the stuff on twitter became too much for me and it was really weird, like you, I don't know, it's it's you think it's easy to just come away from it, but where I was running the podcast, I was on there every day and um and, and, and it made me worse and I went from one tablet a day to two tablets a day, back down to one now, but because people will never let you forget, you're fighting your own battle and mm. and and they won't ever let you forget. And it's really a really difficult thing to do to move on when people are still mocking you and still coming up with stuff um, because it's sitting by on the keyboard. And I, as I've always said to everyone, if anyone's ever had a problem with me and I know you, you guys are probably the same. It's like, look, I, I apologize. Call me. We'll have a chat and, you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. But it's easier to create fake accounts about people. It's easier to uh, to 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 do things like that. And if I deserve it, look, karma's got me. Um, and I think, you know, I look back at the people I've lost in the last two years, some of my behavior and, and, and I just think who, who am I to complain? I mean, even, even when my mom died, I had people coming on Twitter saying it's karma and things like that. And, 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 and i sat down towards myself like, um, you know, okay, cool. Um, you know, what, what, what do you do? You know, I, I had people coming on my podcast saying things like, um "You know, it's karma that your mum's died because of what you've done on Twitter." Yeah, and it's not, um, there's no level of okay, uh, no level so, of, but, of okay. But it's it's like Bucky with that. You know, that's something that in the back of my head. You know, she was my rock. She brought me up by herself. um Me and my brothers by herself. My dad died when I was six. So. I'm not using excuses, but that's a big thing in my life that my mum has now died and I don't have any parents. It doesn't matter how old I am. And yet people still don't want to give you a break. People still don't want to go, okay, cool, right, this is done now. Let's leave it. Like This is all huge. You. you won't leave it. It, it can't be left that, all right, cool, he's, he's gone through that. He did what he did in the past. apologise move on. It's it's a constant needing to bring you down and down and down. And people don't understand that. And the thoughts you have... It's hard to be positive, you
2: know? I mean, I think of when I, so the photographer that I had at my wedding was a friend of uh, a friend of the family or a friend of my wife's at the time. Um, he was found dead about two years after we got married, hung himself. And that had all been caused from what was a relationship breakdown. And then subsequently having all of his gear completely trashed. So in his world, I've lost my job. I've lost my future. I've lost my past. I've lost access to my kids. I've lost my relationship. I've got nothing left. And he hung himself. He Mm -hmm. wasn't old. We're not talking someone that was in their 50s, 60s, 70s. You know, we're not talking someone that was towards that generation. He was young. And that's always been something that's stuck in my head. You know, what you say to people and what you think might not be a massive, massive thing to you, actually to somebody else is enormous. And the, the impact that can have on him was detrimental you know it ended his life the impact that it then had on the family and his children is detrimental because they've lost their father mm.
3: Mm. But, but Bucky I mean um, it's it, it, if, if you look at it sorry just really quickly Gav it's like yeah. I, I'm very keen that my best friends will tell you that um, I will admit when I'm wrong doesn't always make it right just to say I was wrong but yeah. I, I admit when I'm wrong I'll say when I've done something wrong and that's why some of the things I said were so insensitive. And that's why I've reached out to apologise as much as I could. But what I want to know from these people is if they want to constantly go, like, but take, for example, me, right? They want to constantly bring up and go at me and go at me and go at me. If I was to take my life tonight, don't worry, I'm not, I'm in a good place. If I was to take my life tonight and sign that there? it was because of this, how um, would these we'll find, people... We'll find feel-
0: out what, what happened there. Whilst, whilst, um, whilst we are just waiting there um dev you're still with me aren't you yeah i'm still with
3: you
0: yeah um not quite sure what happened there um lost a couple of people do you want to do you want to uh, just read um just go back and walk through what you said there so far?
3: Okay. yeah Gab, all was saying was look you know at the end of the day we've all done things wrong but there's only so much people can take in their life with whether yeah. it being people dying lo- you know losing jobs um you know online bullying etc 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 what I said was, and I'm not going to do it, Gav, so don't worry, you don't have to call me tonight or anything, but if I was to go to bed tonight and kill myself, or anyone was, how would these people feel? So, for example, now, the people that are constantly making fake accounts about me for something that happened years ago, how would they feel if I was to say, this is why I've done it? Do you know what I mean? Apologise, have the chat, move on, and that's part of the thing with counselling, et cetera, et cetera, to t- talk to people. And I've reached out to, and I'll say this openly to everyone, if I have offended, I apologise. I will talk to anyone. I will take where I'm wrong. You know, um, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. Bad things happen to all of us, yeah? But we move on and be strong. We've
0: got to. Um, what's happening podcast? That's uh, that's Dylan, formerly part, uh, part of Two at the Top. Hope you're keeping well, Dylan. Um, he says, um, "I wish my mate would have talked to us." Um, is uh, talk to us, waking up, finding out he killed himself. I really do feel social media is the uh, main curse for our youth. Um, it's it's um, it can be a very very dangerous. Playing field, really, can't it? Um, social media, So could saying something to someone, and you know it could be taken the wrong way, or you know it's not it's not intended in that way. It could be taken taken in a negative way and off they go. You know, I've, um, I've had a couple of friends that uh, that has um, that have passed away, was due to taking their own life, and a similar thing. One of them in particular um we we're on a night out you know and it was like oh i just need to pop back and i'll be back in a minute sort of thing so oh okay yeah i'll see you in a minute um and that was the last time i ever saw him and that was in that was that was like a 2006 and you know that that, that, that still affects me now it's it's um it, it's pretty shoddy um joey says um i turned down tablets for the doctor due to my history um but that's me i don't advise others um on how to get treatment. But for me, tablets, um, scared of fake highs, won't work. But Gab always been the lad I go to for a chat. Oh, thanks. I didn't actually, I didn't actually see that last bit. I'll just put the comment up because I saw the first bit. But, yeah, right, yeah, um, right. No, honestly, but no, it's, I appreciate it as well. And um, anyone, anyone who knows me as well, and anyone who's confided in me knows that it, it the buck stops with me. Um, excuse, excuse the pun there, buck. Um, but, um, I've never actually used that pun before. I'm going to use that one again in the future oh, but, do you think i haven't uh, heard that one for a while come on well exactly i need to i need to bring it fresh into people's minds but then you know i think it's a, you know I, I want people to to feel safe to talk to me because you know there's and anyway like you know you, you can you can say anything to me I don't, I don't even tell my missus you know my missus has been like oh who's that on the phone it's like x person what are they saying none of your business i'm not in a bad way <laughs> but it's just that they've they yeah. have said something which is so important that they've found it hard enough to say to me anyway. So then why would I then say it Well, I know she's not going to go tell anyone else, but it's relevant. You told me a secret that that stays with me. That's the whole point, isn't it?
2: I mean, going back to the, to Dylan's point about social media, and I think he's absolutely spot on. It can be such a fickle place online. You know, we forget there was only what, four weeks, six weeks prior to lockdown, the first time round, that everyone was posting that about be kind, be yeah. kind, yeah. be kind lockdown happens how many of us said hello to your neighbor when they walked down the street there was silence Mm -hmm. people walking around each other they didn't want to help each other out they didn't want to talk to each other in case speaking was you know an infectious disease it it divided people and you know what it's still dividing people now i can remember looking online i've been absolutely appalled at what i saw was self-righteous attitude by people that were on my facebook feed Naming and shaming others that were taking their kids out to the park or had gone and driven somewhere when they shouldn't be driving anywhere because it's lockdown and you shouldn't be allowed. You don't know what those people are going through. For all we know, that mum that turned up in a Range Rover with her two kids at the local park, she could have been a victim in her own household of domestic abuse. That's her only escape from domestic abuse and violence. We are so quick to judge, and just weeks beforehand,
0: it was be kind. Yeah. Mm. It's um yeah, it's a very hypocritical world, isn't it? Um on the plus side, there um you know, on the on the first time round we had to rely on Belarusian football to, to get us through and um you know, gamble responsibly, everybody, first of all. But um, you know, it was the only football that was on. You had to watch it via bet three six five, that was the only way of getting through. But this time round it's you know, we've got we've got football. And it's well we've got an England be, game, but that's not really football them, yeah, <laughs> exactly you know lockdown happens for a month, and two of those weeks are international break. How sad is that um but no it's it's the fact that we have we have got football this time round. I know that you people will be thinking, you know uh, you know does the pandemic exist to High-profile people, etc. But let's let's strip it back and let's just think about the the facts that we have got sport to get through, get us through it. Um, Dev, how important is it that we have got sport, in particular football, over this period of lockdown?
1: I mean, this period as well, um, second time under lockdown is going to be very very different from the first, mainly because there's a much smaller window of time to even go outside. If ever you were planning to to do it it's a lot colder it's a lot more miserable all these little like nonchalant factors will continue to play a part in that and you know like um like Bucky was saying as well I used to go out and run in during lockdown as well used to help me clear my mind now it's freezing and I come back feeling probably worse than I did when I left so it's going to get a lot harder but we're a good pair of skins will fix that my friend (laughs) 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 they're worth every penny my (laughs) man (laughs) (laughs) worth every penny (laughs) but I mean, like, you for football, football. I mean Arsenal like I said, <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> but with with <laughs> football, it's, it was always, like I'd mentioned earlier, it was my escape route from whatever went on in my lifetime. Like I haven't, I'm fortunate enough to say that I haven't gone through some of the things that have been mentioned today, but it's not to say that it won't ever happen in future. Um, I've gone through things on my own. And I've gone through things that we haven't mentioned today, but knowing that I can just strip everything away just for, just for 90 minutes, just for like two hours, whatever it is, just to be away from the world and just put my entire effort and energy into something that will annoy me, will irritate me, will make me happy or make me ecstatic, whatever. Just experience all these emotions and get it out in a non-destructive way I think is what football allows us to do because you can feel crap and you can watch your team and they'll probably make you feel a bit crapper afterwards if they lose or whatever but for that for those 90 minutes you're shouting you're ranting and raving for stuff that doesn't even matter and yet if you win or if you're able to chat about it with your mates like we'd probably do then it's just even better.
0: Yeah, I'll just put that comment on the screen. Um, yeah, if you want a mood lift, watch AFTV from last night. No, that will take me <laughs> further
1: into abyss.
0: Um, thank you very much, Kareem King via YouTube. Um, and um, uh, um, Dylan, Dylan from uh, What's Happening Podcast. Make sure you check him out, by the way. Um, you know, he's a solid bloke. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the input and the and the the, the content that he puts out on this pod. Um, hey, Gav, do you think um, football should be back on um, free TV? Now, I think it is. They're going to scrap it, aren't they? They're going to scrap the 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 pay per view. Pay per view. Thank God. Which, Thank oh my God. God, it's it's hard enough. It's hard enough as an Arsenal fan because we had two home games on there, and we lost them both. So that's thirty quid <laughs> down the drain that I'm never going to see ever again. You know, it could have gone. I'm, it not gone
2: pay-per-view. I'm not against the pay per view. I'm not against it in principle. I'm against the price that they put it out there and the yeah, timing yeah, yeah. that they put it out there. If you want to yeah. make all games a pay-per-view so that for those that haven't got Sky Sports, BT Sport and all the rest of it, I pay five ninety nine for a, for a game of my choosing. That's not a bad thing. But the timing of 15 quid for one game when everyone's losing their jobs, working on 80% of their income. I mean, who's got to spare 20% of your income anyway? Where are yeah. you going to cut 20% of your outgoings every month, even if you are furloughed? You're really fortunate if you've got twenty percent spare. <laughs> yeah. Most people haven't. So the timing was horrific and the price was completely wrong. Mm. I'm
0: glad they've done a U I was never against never against the idea of, of pay-per-view. You know, I think I think they should have you know, if you said to football fans, you know, there is a Netflix type of thing. I mean, me and Alex, um, Alex, part of the two top family, me and him have spoken about it before. In fact, Alex brought it to my attention a couple of years back and then I hear him talk about it on talk Sport, and then they get all the praise. So I'm hoping that there's a libel case that we'll be able to make some wedge of that and then be able to broadcast the games ourselves for, for twelve ninety nine, which is even cheaper than what they're doing. But no, um, I, I think that is, in, I, I think what they should do is probably charge, say like 20 quid a month and yeah. get all the games. You know, that's, how, that's what it's like where you go to America, Australia, Canada, you know, you're paying 20, the equivalent of 20 or 30 quid a month, and you're getting every single game. And if you put that on a subscription service, you can't tell me any football fan that wouldn't be happy. Pay 30 quid a month to watch every Premier League game. You're mad. Mm. Take my money now. That's what what I would do. Um, What we got here? Um, I hope you fellas are all right. It's Big Mikey. No idea who you lads are, but I hope you're well. Cheers! Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much for dropping by. Um, And when it comes to sport, I mentioned sport. um, Jill, that's actually Joby's mum, lovely woman. um, The IPL got her through. So if it weren't for IPL, um, IPL cricket, then she, she, she would find it really hard, really, really hard. Um, What else? Oh, this one in particular. This was really, really important that I found. um, That the anxiety will come after this lockdown. Um, It will be a huge strain on, uh, on, on on people's mental health. So I think it's just really important to look after each other look after yourself if you are having any problems not just men we are focused on, on on men's side of mental health because i feel that he's not spoken about often enough but if you are a man or a woman or whatever uh, anything you describe yourself as go and seek help if you need it it is so much easier to make that phone call and have a conversation with a counsellor if you don't feel comfortable speaking to a counsellor speak to a friend you know or speak speak to someone you know because it's much easier doing that than being like you know reading a eulogy it really is mm-hmm. um so i think it's really important to do that now um before we go uh, i'm gonna give you another little plug dev because i can't help but plug you. <laughs>
1: cheers mate love that from you the football spider
0: web you know have you read of... it yet though Gav? Um, yeah I'm halfway through actually um, halfway through but having having a newborn is, is, is difficult enough as it yeah, is sure <laughs> if you've got a
2: newborn you should be completely through it by now because you're not getting any sleep
0: not getting asleep, but she's constantly awake so. <laughs> <laughs> so and then he reads my book to help him get, and then he
1: reads my book yeah, to help no, him get no, oh, no, no. She, she does oh, love the
0: sound no. she does love the sound of my voice which is great because at least one person does um, but um, Sabah uh, it's uh, you know it, so Dev um, you know I really hope that Oh, next time you come on the show, I can say, best-selling author, Dev Badgeworth. Because I, 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 I almost said it earlier on. I was like, I don't know if it's best-selling I don't know what the rankings are at the moment. But I'm just going to say his name anyway and see where we go with that. Um, Sava, um, it's so great to see you on a podcast. And you know you <laughs> are welcome. You are welcome on onto top whenever you want. Um, because ne- next you know. time,
3: can we talk about football? Uh, <laughs> <just> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we will.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think I think you're gonna I think you're gonna squeeze on to, um to the Bundesliga show uh, if i if I if I'm rightly in understanding. Yeah, that.
3: yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, I'll happily get some more abuse in the comment section in that show as well. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, make
0: sure um yeah, make sure you brush up on your on your Deutschen Fußball and make sure you you uh, have you have a, you have a um, you have, a, you have a good good old uh, look into that. That's on Wednesday night. So that's a, that's the next show with Turk top. Um, after that, we've got two shows on Thursday. We've got the five midfield. Um, Stephen Buck, what's the subject for Thursday? Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, the greatest
2: wingers. So at the minute, I think given this summer, <laughs> Lionel Messi's definitely up there with whinge bragging <laughs> over his salary
0: and his contract. But who are the greatest whingers in football? Yeah, okay. Um, Saber, you played a little bit, so could he feature in the top five? We lovely Sab, and um, so yeah, you'll be able to see you be able to see Buck on on five midfield on Thursday, um, as well as a live watch along for the Serbia Scotland game because that is that is giant, and I would love to see Scotland. In, in Euro twenty twenty one, it would be really really good to have them back. And um, and then when Watch are out we back Patrick after going to the Euros? We don't want to talk about that because I don't know if I can afford it. Put it that way. <laughs> no, no, so no, no, a lot, no. lot better on there. Can,
3: can I just say because Co- Korean Kings asked me a few times and I'm I'm not ignoring him. Um, that th- no, I'm not it's done it's done it's dusted the podcast is not coming back i've been so much happier in my day-to-day life without being on twitter all day every day without the podcast without having to worry about finding content finding guests and you know hats off to you guys because people don't realise how much hard work it is. And you oh, put yourself God, in the firing yeah. line and, and, and people seem to think that you make millions of pounds from it. Or but it's, pay. <laughs> yeah. I pay. We, we, uh, we pay to run this. <laughs> I right. You know, I, I was lucky enough, you know, I got, I got mine to the stage where I was making some... Money, some money, but, you know, as I said before, the reason why I wanted to 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 attend charity anyway, didn't you? Yeah, I I, I didn't take a penny. (laughs) Everything went to charity, but apparently that was wrong um, as well. And (laughs) you just do what you do. But yeah, I'm, I'm very happy I'm not on it.
0: Um and um oh wrong wrong one. Um Alexei Hayesha and if you guys subscription see you again soon. Thank you very much for subscribing. I really do appreciate everybody's support. Um Joby's asked um about Twitter handles so they could keep in touch. Um now uh, I'm gonna put them on the screen very quickly uh, to be honest, I should have done that before. Um Amandev, I believe it is, and Sava. Um,
3: well, I, I don't well, need anyone else following me, mate. Um, fair, <laughs> I'm trying to bring the followers down. I'm trying to. I know. Bring them but down. So you, you, you can
0: have you can <laughs> have them for a bit. If you don't like them anymore, you can chin them off. That was what you could do. Uh, but are these these are, are these are that's um, for Twitter, I believe. That is, that's right,
1: isn't it, Dev? Yeah, perfect. I was. Yeah, you got two ends. It's a, it's a fun fact that was that's wrong. Like my dad spelt it wrong on the birth certificate. Could never be asked to change it. And my, what, my name is a permanent <laughs> now, men were Useless, are yeah. so, not
0: we? You know, we just, yeah. it it to do that. We can't do anything right. Um, so let's do that. And uh, so, Amandev, A-double-M-A-N-D-E-V. Um, uh, you can find him on Twitter. is is very. Uh, he's also got a YouTube channel as well. But his YouTube link do, is in his yeah. Twitter bio. Bio. And I watched the Thank interview you. that he did with David Garrido the other day, as well as um, Mark Wilson. Uh, I put a little comment. A yeah. On that one, didn't I? Um, and then um uh, Sava, um, uh, Sava, fourteen, fourteen. I love that. you fact, I love the fact you got a Bamang. Uh, sorry, um, Thierry Henry's number, which is which is lovely. <laughs>
3: hang on, hang on. Let, let's call it for what it is. There's only one person's number that is. That's Davidsen's. All right. Let's get that really, really. Quick. Jesse Lingard? No. definitely not Jesse no. Lingard. No. Definitely. Not is he? <laughs> no, no. No. Yeah, not, no. no, no, no. No.
2: You already just, joined? Just, 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 Jesse Lingard compared to David Ginola. David Ginola was like the quilted top of the brand's toilet roll. Jesse Ooh. Lingard is that tracing paper stuff you used to get at school.
1: Is the quality oh, levels are massively different here? <laughs> <laughs> let's go, Johan Cruyff. Let's let's go neutral, Johan
0: Cruyff. Can we agree that one? Yeah. Do you know what that <laughs> that is? That is that is fair enough. Now, um, before we go as well, just want to say um, if you are suffering anything, you know, any any mental health issues, please, please, as I said before, reach out. And if you're unsure where to go, stick it into Google. Mind. Mm-hmm. Have a look for Mind. Um, have a look for Samaritans. You know, if you are yeah. right on the edge, you know, and you are about to do something you shouldn't really be doing, you can even ring 999. I know that. I know that for sure. It, um, but you should... Just do what you you can to reach out, um, be kind to each other and yourselves, and look after yourselves um, for sure. So, um, Dev Sava, as I said before, boys, you are welcome whenever whenever you wish to come on the show. Love having you guys here. Um, follow them on socials and check out what they do. Um, Sava just moans about Spurs, which I, I, I fully understand about. Um, De- uh, I'm happy. Dev I'm Dev a knows, happy Spurs fan. <laughs> that's definitely about United, you know, it's Gav, like Gav, Gav, you,
3: just before we go, have you got, if we've got a few seconds, I'll tell you, this is the funniest thing that makes me laugh about social media is I, I used to be a really money spurs fan. I didn't like the direction we were going in, um, standard, et cetera, et cetera. I'm now really happy. We've got Jose Mourinho. I can really see where we're going. I love what he's doing. He's weeding out the crap, bringing through some goods and you can see that mentality. The difference is, is if I now say on, on social media, I really like what we're doing under Jose, people find the negative in that. Yeah, yeah. somebody tweeted. You said before opinion, that and, you but, don't
0: like Jose.
3: Right. <laughs> I, but you know what? I've always been happy with Jose. And apparently now, because I like Jose, it means that, you know, I'm not a Spurs fan for, for, for some reason because he used to be Chelsea. And and, and my post yesterday, I, I, I literally sent a post out that said, look, I said we are. Um, it was when we we just beaten um, we just beaten West Brom, and I said, look, we're top of the league. We've scored the most goals in the league, other than Chelsea. We've got the joint best defence in the league. We've lost three of our last twenty five games in all competitions. We're in the quarter final of the cup against Stoke. Yeah, I said really, really happy times. And somebody then sent, uh, retweeted that and went, oh, you wait until we lose a game and then it will be Mourinho out. And I was like, how have you turned that oh, into boy. a negative? Oh, like, what have I, what? I just can't, yeah. And to be honest, he's got to the point where I'm like, I just, I just don't know how much longer I want to be on there because I could, it got to the stage where you can say anything and people will find the negative in it. And it's just, you know, life's easier without it. Podcasts yes. are better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice yeah uh,
2: we
0: we'll might just keep it to yeah. audio only so i know we could come back that's what sort of the best way audio only no social media link yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but um from from the boys here as i said doors always open as well so feel free to send us a message and uh you know come back to you as conscious as, as, as um as as confidential as as you want it to be if you want to talk about it openly let's talk about it openly if you want to be a bit more closed in then we'll 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 keep that door closed um in terms of what you what you said but um from from myself gav mac steven buck up there with me on the on the top shelf um and then behind of the two up top is dav dav uh, dav bedwa uh, dav <laughs> Dev badwa and, and Savra as well thank you everybody and goodbye
3: button